Hi, everybody. Before we get into this episode, I had to let you know, like I'm literally bursting at the seams, that on March 13th, Scouts Agency is launching something major. We have been working on this for months, all with the intention to serve your business expansion and catapult your brand awareness. Now, If you want to have first access at our early bird pricing plus access to bonuses, sign up on our waitlist at scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. There will be limited spots available, so if you've been ready to go from the plateaued business owner to the visible visionary, you're going to want first access. Again, that's scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. S-C-O-U-T-S-A-G-E-N-C-Y dot com slash waitlist to sign up for first access. I'm bursting at the seams and I know I have to keep this a secret for just a couple weeks longer, so cannot wait. Okay, let's get into the episode. Scout Sobel, founder and CEO of Scouts Agency, a female-focused PR agency that specializes in the medium of podcasting. I also live with bipolar disorder. From being a college dropout to a business owner, I have garnered up the healing tools from living with a mental illness to build my entrepreneurial life. Welcome to my podcast, where I ramble about mental health tips, entrepreneurial strategies, and mindset shifts so that you can live your life of purpose. I am the emotional entrepreneur. And thank you for being here. Let's get into the episode, shall we? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am Scout, and I'm recording this today outside. And I 100% know that the audio quality might suffer since there is a helicopter that decided to just, you know, fly right on by during this. But I have been working outside all day and it has been so grounding and rooting. I had a really, you know, one of those days where the checklist is pretty endless and I said, you know what, I don't want to sit inside in semi-darkness. I want to be outside. I live in San Diego. I have a beautiful garden. The sun is out. It's probably 70 degrees. So I have been working outside all day, which feels really good good. It kind of feels like it's a Sunday and I'm just getting stuff done. It doesn't really feel like an official work day. I feel as if when you kind of mix your environment up or mix your ambiance up, it can funnel new waves of creativity and get you out of your comfort zone a little bit or at least get you out of your routine so you can freshen up a little bit. So that has been my day today. I've just been outside having some popcorn, some water with lemon and apple cider vinegar, getting through my checklist, slacking my team, So much is going on with my agency. You're going to want to be stay tuned because I have so many workshops, uh, lots of stuff with if you have a brand or a business, you're looking to up level, you're looking to become a guest on podcasts, you're looking to start a podcast, you're looking to get your brand um, written up about in publications and digital media magazines. We're creating workshops and resources for everybody so that everybody can approach public relations in a way that best serves them. And then in addition to that, I was just talking to my team this morning and Mental Health Awareness Month is coming up in May and we are going to be doing a 30-day challenge. So basically everyone's going to take a challenge to commit at least five minutes of their day 
to their mental health and it'll be an email campaign. So I will let you guys know first when that is ready to sign up for it. I am so excited. We're going to be going live in a Facebook group. You're going to get emails from me every morning with the challenge of the day. They're going to be super bite-sized, five-minute, you know, five-minute dedication to yourself every single day to increase, strengthen, or just tap into your mental health. So lots of things brewing. I don't know why I announced all those things because I have no action item and no call to action for you to get involved yet, but I will very, very soon. But today we are going to be talking about the three things I learned by completely unplugging and disconnecting. Uh, Last weekend, not last weekend, the weekend before that, I went to Palm Springs. I checked in at the Parker Hotel, which is where I got married. It holds a lot of significance and semblance. It's definitely my happy place. When I'm there, I completely unwind and enter into this new world and almost feel as if there's nothing beyond the borders of the hotel. So I needed to finish my book, which I am writing, which will be published in August. And I was waking up in the morning early and writing it. I guess it's kind of a continuous theme that I hear writers do, but I hit a block. I hit a creative block and I really knew that I needed to dedicate a specific amount of time to writing my book and I needed it to be in a place that really inspired and relaxed me. So Palm Springs is always where I go to get away, to have a little mini vacation. So that was pretty obvious for me and the Parker was even more obvious albeit expensive, I decided to invest in myself to have a weekend. And I said, okay, well, if I'm investing to stay at the Parker for two nights and I'm trying to finish my book, then I need no distractions. So I made a commitment to myself and I left my phone and my computer in my car. I came in with my iPad since that's where I was writing my book, but my iPad is not connected to my iMessages. It is not connected to my email, to my Instagram, to my Facebook, nothing. I can connect to Safari, the internet, if I needed to research anything for the book, but really it just had my Google Docs app open. So I spent almost 48 hours completely unreachable completely unplugged, disconnected to everyone. I was by myself. My husband stayed home. I mean, I was alone. And I know that that doesn't, I don't know, to me it seemed so radical because I I don't actually know of anyone who does this. I don't know the last time anyone I know went 48 hours without being connected to a cell phone. In the Jewish religion, there is this tradition of Shabbat. If you keep Shabbat You turn all electronics off, all screens, everything from Friday evening to Saturday evening. And my cousin who's religious does this. But other than that, I really don't know of anybody who makes it a continuous practice or at least some sort of a quarterly ritual to completely unplug and realizing that the fact that 48 hours without a phone or without a computer seemed radical to me, I knew that it was most likely radical to others. So... I learned three things from unplugging and completely disconnecting. So the first thing that I learned from disconnecting, not having my phone anywhere near me or in my vicinity, is that I truly do enjoy being in my mind and just hanging out with my soul. There was a lot of time spent walking the gardens. There was a lot of time writing. There was some time napping. There was eating time, drinking tea time. And with nothing on my agenda to really point my point my attention or distract me, I spent a lot of waking hours just being with me, 
the only people I really talked to were the people that worked at the hotel when I ordered food and coffee. So I realized very quickly on that I really do enjoy being in my mind and with my soul. But I was also very cognizant of the fact that that is not how it's always been in my life. I remember years ago, I must have been 19, I was so depressed and anxious and really in the thick of my bipolar disorder that I decided to go to Malibu to check into this yurt tent situation. It was a very yoga retreat-esque place, and I I even had my phone on me. It's not even like I left my phone, but I decided to stay there for two days just to clear my, my mind and center myself and ground and after one night, I was so freaking anxious of just being alone that I had to go home. So the fact that I got there and within six hours just felt that intense sense of familiarity, that intense sense of comfort, and that intense acceptance of my mind and how I feel inside of my body was such a reassuring moment for me that the work that I've put in in the last probably seriously serious work in the last seven years has really, really come to fruition. And I'm now, and I'm now seeing the rewards. So the first main lesson that I learned from 48 hours of unplugging is that I like being inside of my mind. I like my brain. I like my soul. I want to meet her constantly. I want to be in her presence. And, you know, when I came home and said that my husband mentioned that I've worked really hard to get to that point, which is a hundred percent true. No one just wakes up um, and hasn't, no one just wakes up who hasn't dealt with their drama, trauma, who hasn't done the self-development work, who hasn't had a significant self-care routine over long periods of time and is just happy being in the mind. It's a practice that has come from years of healing and years of re-meeting myself. So if that sounds fucking divine and if you are thinking to yourself, wait, I, I don't know if I can do that or I don't think I can do that right now, but I would like to, I invite you to start small. Starting small means implementing daily moments where you are alone, doing nothing, being with nothing, looking at nothing, processing nothing. You know, I think meditation can be a little bit um, intimidating for some. So when I say smart, start small being with yourself, I mean walking outside, leaving your phone and the computer in your house and just sitting on grass and looking around for a few moments. I was on a podcast with my sister. We were guests. And I said, when's the last time you just sat and looked around and did nothing? So I would start there. I would do five minutes of taking a break, walking outside and just sitting and looking around looking at the sky, looking at a tree. It doesn't matter, but just sit there. And it's not even necessarily about being aware of your thoughts. It's really more of the practice of disconnecting yourself from your plugged in work life, from your inbox, from your text message notifications, and separating yourself from all of that so you can just be with yourself. And if you start implementing those small moments every single day, start with five minutes, You will start strengthening that muscle. You will start meeting yourself. Anxiety might come up. Things that you didn't know you had to deal with are still there. That might emerge to the forefront. Or it might take a really long time for anything to come up. But I believe that the reason... Oh, there is a hummingbird right in front of me, guys. Okay, that scared me. I believe that the reason that I was able to go 48 hours with just being with me is because that I do these small moments by myself all the time. I always disconnect. I always put my phone away. And I started with five minutes 
And then I was able to get higher and higher and higher. Sometimes I put my phone away for six to eight hours. Sometimes I just sit outside and look around for 30 minutes. So if you are looking to just be at peace within your mind, starting with these small moments alone, doing nothing, implementing that for five minutes every day is the best way to start getting there. So the second thing I learned from completely unplugging is that the mind isn't chaotic. It's perceptions of our stimulus are. So let me say that one more time. The mind isn't chaotic. Naturally, the way we were born before we were molded by society, our pure state of being isn't chaotic. The chaos comes from the way we perceive our outside world, the way we perceive external stimuli, the way we perceive external situations, experiences, relationships, work environments, etc. So once you're able to get to a point where you enjoy just being in your mind and then you strip away most of your external stressors, most of your external stimuli, you realize that your pure mind, the way it was born, the way it came into this earth, isn't chaotic. The way you perceive your outside world is where the chaos comes from. Note that I didn't say your external world is chaotic. I said the way you perceive it makes the mind chaotic. And this is such an important distinction because now I get to a point where today, for example, I felt my stress levels rise with work and I said, okay, pause. I can get all this work done. I can walk in with a clear, calm mind and it'll still get done versus approaching it in chaos and stress. It's the same work done. It's just completely different attitudes, which then change the way I internally feel about my external situation. So as I unplugged for 48 hours, and granted, I was in a beautiful, beautiful place, but I realized that without the text messages and without the emails and without people calling and without the work and all of the things, your mind isn't chaotic. And then I thought, well, the external situations are making my mind chaotic. And then I disagreed with that statement completely. And I said, no, my perception of my external world makes my mind chaotic. We can all choose to perceive and to interpret what is happening to us as something negative, chaotic, stressful, anxiety-inducing, or we can learn to perceive and interpret our external situations and circumstances as challenges, as lessons, as growing opportunities, or just as things we can totally fucking conquer. I was sitting today and I said, okay, I'm, I'm entering into stress and chaotic overwhelm and just saying the simple thing of, I can get all of this done. I can get all of this done and I can do it calmly. Completely changed my state. So I changed my perception of the external stimulation, which was my to-do list, and therefore my mind wasn't as chaotic. God, I love that. I really, really love that. It's hard. It's so fucking hard. But once you get to a point where you realize that the way you perceive things is in your control, it's a game changer. And we can, I can kind of branch that out into a whole nother episode. If you're interested, DM me if you want me to do that. Um, okay, so the third thing I learned by unplugging was that being unreachable is a necessary practice. I think that 
We are so in reach of everybody. People text you in the middle of the day and ask you to do something even though you are in a certain flow or you have a to-do list. And it's almost as if people are allowed to enter our energetic fields and territory at any given moment. They might not be physically entering our house, but they are digitally entering our mind. So being unreachable is a necessary practice in today's modern world because it reminds you that everything going on externally while there is not the entire truth and it's not always the bottom line of your life. If we can implement being unreachable in small amounts, we can start detaching from this idea that we need to be plugged in. We can start detaching from the anxiety of is my inbox blowing up when most of us have jobs that are not categorized as emergencies. Being unreachable in small doses during your day, during your week, during your month, during your years will allow you to meet yourself and differentiate between your peaceful mind and your soul and the external pressures that you are putting upon yourself. So being unreachable is now, I I felt it for so long. I've been preaching putting your phone away for a few months now, but I've truly, truly come to this kind of universal law that being unreachable is a necessary practice for our human soul to not only recharge, but to just meet ourselves, to just meet who we are, to just meet what we want, to sit in our own energy without the external energy of every other person in our inbox and our text messages being flung at us. And believe me, I love a good day where I'm answering a million emails and getting back to my text messages and DMing everybody and having a ball with all of that. Don't get me wrong. All of that is amazing. It connects us. It allows us to do business. It allows us to create products and books and courses. It allows us to live life, a lifestyle that we so desire. But unplugging and being unreachable will also help us ground as an anchor into what we truly want and desire. So those are my three takeaways. We'll do a quick recap. When I unplugged for 48 hours, I learned that I enjoyed being in my mind and with my soul because I have been implementing those small moments in my daily life. I learned that the mind isn't chaotic. Its perceptions of our external stimuli is the chaos. And being unreachable is a necessary practice. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope that it brought some clarity or inspired a little bit of a new daily routine, even if it is only five minutes. And of course, if you know a friend who you think would love to hear this episode, I would so appreciate it if you would send it to her or him. And of course, a five-star rating and review always makes my day. So I love you all very dearly. You can follow me along at Scout Sobel. Shoot me a DM if you listen to the podcast. I love hearing from people who listen. And let's talk all things mental health, self-development, personal care, entrepreneurship, living life of purpose, all of the things. I appreciate you being here so much and I will catch you next time.